The 2011 National Draft was one of the first really big nights in the Giants' history. With 11 of the first 15 picks, the Giants brought together a bunch of scrawny teenage boys who would form a major part of their original AFL squad. They moved from their homes around Australia to Sydney, where it was up to them and a handful of other pre-draft recruits and coaches to get the league's 18th team on its feet. Almost eight years later, ten of those originals remain at the Giants, having helped steer the club through some bumpy times and through some much better times. Award-winning journalist Emma Quayle has caught up with each of them to talk about their individual journey as a Giant and what they've seen happen to their team in that time. Pick number seven, GWS Giants. Player number 212-238, Nick Haynes, Dandenong Stingrays, Frankston Bombers. Okay, so Nick, tell me what you were doing when you were 17 because it probably wasn't dreaming about playing AFL footy at that stage, I imagine. Uh, no, 17 was the was the age where I decided to um, actually come back from football. Yep. Um, it was around that age where the boys were getting a bit older and wanted to be a part of that um, football dynamics and the footy functions and stuff like that. So my, all my intention was to go down and have a bit of fun with my mates. Okay. So let's go back a little bit because you did play when you were younger, didn't you? Yep. Um, uh, and what happened? Um, yeah, played juniors, did Oz kick. I uh, loved footy as a kid. Uh, played under nines, under tens, under twelves. This um, is down Frankston Way? Yeah, originally played for Somerville, just uh, just off Frankston. Yep. Um, really enjoyed my football, loved it. Uh, played some pretty good football, and then uh, after the under twelve season, um, I won the best and fairest that year. Uh, really looking forward to stepping up in under fourteens. Um, and then I broke my arm in cricket season, so I missed that whole cricket season. Fell off my bike, completely snapped both bones in my arm. At the same time? At the same time. They were popping out of the skin. And, oh, no. Um, yeah, mum and sisters were freaking out a bit. but Were you? Um, no, it actually didn't really hurt. So I think a bit of shock came over. And um, apparently if you clean snap them instead of fracture them, it hurts, hurts less. So oh, okay. I was fortunate in that, in that <laughs> sense. So, so what was that like as a kid of that age to like sit around not being able to use both your arms for... Yeah, it was, it was pretty tough because that's all I did was play outside, played every sport, active. Um, I still found a way to do stuff. I don't know how. Played cricket one-handed, not obviously um, competitively, but yep. um, just with a few mates and play, tried to actually play golf as well one-handed. How'd that go? Uh, I didn't go great, but by the end <laughs> of it, I actually went not too bad, actually, so um, improved my coordination a bit. Yep. Um, it was always a positive. Yeah, so... After that, I, got, I was out of my cast and the footy season was coming up and, um, yeah, something just didn't feel right and started playing football again and for some reason with my arm and stepping up to the next level, I lost all confidence in my game. I was playing really bad football and um, I used to love the bash. I used to play midfield at that point, loved scrapping and that and then just totally lost all that. And, and so you kind of lost your nerve. Yeah. 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 And, um so after that year, after losing interest, I decided to give it up. Um, I also loved like a lot of board sports as well, so more time for that. But yeah, the main reason was um, yeah, I think that arm and losing confidence in in my ability and and um, yeah, scared of hurting that arm again. Okay, so when did it start to come back to you? Yeah, I got to yeah, as I said around that age of seventeen, and um, just play much. Mark was up at, at school and used to play a little footy, um, some footy games at school and started playing pretty well and thought 
I think I've still got still got a bit to give. So um, all my mates played as well. So they said, why don't you just come down and just train and see how you go. And um, first training session, loved it. And then ever since there, played um, two years at Frankston Bombers. Yep. And when did you get involved with the Stingrays? Because you played there as an overager, didn't you? Yep. Um, so, yeah. Um, because when you went back to Frankston, was that with the thought of, I just want to enjoy playing footy again and, and be with my mates and, and do all that kind of stuff? Or were you thinking you could go further? Um, I had zero thought at that point of going further. Um, I played under 18s in my first year, um, won the best and fairest that year, but didn't. I, w- I wasn't even on the radar to get a call up to sing raise, wasn't in my ambitions, but um, never came. Um, some people whispered saying, oh, you'll be playing sing raise next year. And I just brushed it off and never got yep. a call. Um, and then the following year, I played a full year of senior footy at the Frankston Bombers and got in um, team of the year that year for the seniors. Yep. Um, and then again, didn't expect anything. But I think after playing that full season, the seniors, I was I was able to play in the under 18s grand final that year, which I think a few Dean or Stingrays um, recruiters or someone was watching, and I managed to play a pretty good game in that grand final. And um, shortly after that grand final, I got the call up to come trial for a bit of training. Yeah, and what was that like to step in there? Because the Stingrays and the whole Tac Cup system is so different to club footy, and kids are there to yeah to try and get drafted mm. and and impress people like to step into that kind of environment having played senior footy was that a bit a bit weird yeah it was a, it was a bit different after obviously playing under 18s and senior footy and then going back to under 18s was a weird in itself um i rocked up as a 19 year old i looked like a 14 year old um so people <laughs> thought i was just some bloke that was coming up from under 16s didn't know who i was um they everyone asked like oh you just a bottom age um under 18s i said no i'm actually a 19 year old and used to get some weird looks and yeah. that but um, I thought I'm going to go there and um, I thought I'm not going to half half effort it. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to give it my all so that if I don't get drafted, at least I could say that I gave it 100% and I had no regrets after that. So yep. that was my ambition going into the Stingers. Okay, Stingers. and how did you do that? Um, what did that involve? One main thing was just work ethic, uh, putting my head down and working as hard as I could. Uh, went to all the training sessions and... Before Christmas, actually in TSC Cup, you get a thing about it was like four to six weeks off over Christmas, a big long break, and I decided to use that as an opportunity to get real fit. And I went down to my local, my, my local club and trained, did every preseason training with them as well, which I don't think many other players would have done. So that, that got me a bit of edge. So when I came back, I was um, a bit more ahead in the running than a lot of other people, or caught up to some of the elite runners. So I think that helped me in good stead for the start of the season. Yeah. Okay. Yep, and then it all kind of went from there for you, didn't it? Like, yeah. Um, which would have been strange as well because that, yeah, it's a real kind of little scene, isn't it, the whole under-18 system and the national championships and all that sort of stuff and you would have been a bit naive to how it all worked yeah. at the start. Obviously, I played, um, I missed for the very first practice game at TSE Cup and um, some people were asking around for me and I was like, why are people asking around? And apparently there was recruiters there coming to see you and I just didn't understand what what they were talking about. And then after a few games, um, um, the manager of Stingray said, I'm getting flooded with calls about managers. And I'm like, well, what, what do they do? And yeah, I was very, definitely naive in that sense. And um, I was just there to work hard and play some good footy and just yeah, see what happens after that. Maybe it was a good thing that you sort mm-hmm. of, yeah, so many kids go into that year with such massive expectations, don't they, and put so much pressure on themselves. But yeah. maybe you were a little bit freer and you could just go out there and show what you could do. Yeah, I think that definitely helped. Um, obviously, 
a lot of players even from under 12s are playing rep footy and um, coming into it I just wanted to have fun and have no regrets and having no expectation and um, at the end of the day the more freely you play footy the better you're going to play so having less expectation on yourself more than anything um, helped me play some really good consistent footy. Yeah absolutely and you worked as well didn't you that year? Yeah yeah that also helped some me a lot I think. Yeah. Um, I was a I finished year 12 and obviously because I was a 19 year old I took up a Sparky apprenticeship. Um, it really grounded me as a person. Um, I was earning $7.14 an hour, I think, at that time. Minimum wage. Um, had to try to find, had to buy my car for my mum, paying her yep. off weekly, um, make my own lunches, get up real early, work overtime to try to get some more extra cash. And, yep. Um, yeah, just that year in the real world and trying to balance that with football as well, um, taught me a lot of lessons and how privileged you are actually. Um, having AFL as your job and yeah. how lucky you are. And, um, yeah, I don't take a second of that for granted at the club now because I had that year where I was stuck in roos and yeah. down holes <laughs> earning $7 an hour. and Paying your mum back. Yeah, I used to I used to go to Subway and get some lunch and pay $15 and I was like, oh, that's just two hours of work. <laughs> that's when I started making my own lunch. But, yeah, yeah I think all those combinations of um, coming into a – the year with a free spirit and not having any regrets and having that um, work experience as well um, all channeled me into um, yeah having a good season for the Stingers. Before we take a look ahead to next week's episode of The Originals, we've got a quick message. The Giants have passed 20,000 members in 2018 and we want you to join our growing Orange Army. Memberships with match access start at just $89 for adults, so head to membership.gwsgiants.com.au to find a package that suits you. That's membership.gwsgiants.com.au. Now, a look ahead to next week's episode of The Originals featuring defender Adam Kennedy. I remember training that first day and, and I come off the track. I didn't make it through all the training. I was vomiting everywhere and I said, I'm, I'm, yeah, they, they just sent me off. Day one, I was packing my bag and I remember Reese Palmer walking in and, and he said, uh, uh, mate, what's what's going on? I'm like, oh, you know, big day, but yeah, I'll, I'll get back next, you know, tomorrow and see how we go. And he goes, oh, we, we've got the afternoon rotations. I'm like, oh, what's that? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, it's weights, it's, you know, physio, you get massage, Pilates, all this stuff. And I was like, oh, I don't know how I'm going to survive. But um, yeah, sure enough, I did. That's Adam Kennedy next week on The Originals. Now back to Emma and Nick. What about when the draft came along? Um, yeah, once clubs did start to come and visit you and talk to you, and was it? Yeah, how long did it take you to start to think? Hang on, like this is actually a really big chance to happen. Yeah, again, I was I was naive again in that sense. Um, I didn't know whether every player in the TAC Cup got interviewed or or what happened. But um, yeah, some clubs started to come around um, mid to around the middle of the season and for some interviews and that and. Um, to be honest, I didn't think much of them. I just, um, again, put no pressure on myself and just answered it as honest, honestly as I could. And um, the more and more I got interviewed, the more comfortable I got. And, um, yeah, as the season went on, I still had no idea I was going to get drafted or not. And I think that, again, helped me. I played some pretty good footy towards the end of the season. I didn't put any more pressure on myself, and I think that helped as well. I weren't stressing out about it. What about when the thought of maybe going to the Giants jumped into your head? Because, they were, yeah, obviously they were a brand-new club and um, 
we're just getting started and putting a, putting a team together. Was it hard to sort of know well, what is this team? What, what yeah, where are they and what do they stand for and what what's going on here? Yeah, I first thought it was a possibility when um, I got a call from Shifter Sheen saying I'm invited to the draft. Yep. Um, that's when it clicked for me that I was actually going to get drafted and um, as the week went on and a few rumours and stuff, I thought it was I was either going to get picked up by um, GWS Giants at pick 11 or Brisbane Lions at pick 12. Yep. Um, that was the consensus consensus coming into it. So um, for me, I I was open to any move. Um, I had a year outside of school and uh, working on my own, so I was felt pretty independent, and I was happy to move anywhere to just give this um, give this AFL thing a go. So um, as a, for the Giants, I thought it was a great opportunity. Um, new club, um, people my age start something new and fresh, and um, that was the one club outside of. Um, if I had to move into state, Giants was definitely the one I wanted to go to. Yeah, okay. What do you remember those early days? Because you were, you were you were training all over the place, really, weren't you? And out at Blacktown and a few other spots. And um, I suppose you guys didn't really know any different because you're mm. also new to it. But what do you remember when you when you think back? Yeah, obviously we didn't know any different. So um, when we went out to out um, when we were originally in Blacktown, um, there was a few portables there that we set base in and. We first trained on a baseball field, um, yep. and yeah, it was in the middle of nowhere. So um, initially, I didn't think anything of it, but you could tell some of the older players are a bit um, double guessing. You know, where's this going to lead to and stuff. But um, credit to the club and the organisation. Ever since the first year, um, we haven't taken a backward step, and in every sense, on field and off field, where our development as a club has just gone upwards. So. It's been an exciting journey to be a part of. Was it a fun time back then when you were yeah, a bunch of teenagers? And um, um, For me, it was a bit – um, I struggled early on a bit. Um, obviously, having that only one year in a semi-professional environment. Yep, big step up. And jumping to a full professional. I only had that one year of um, kind of semi-professional where I still was a bit naive on how to be fully professional. So that big jump up – Took me a while to adapt to. What sort of stuff was it? Just all the stuff you got to do during the week off field, or was it learning game plans, or the whole lot? Uh, probably the whole lot. Um, the only thing um, that didn't surprise me was I've always been a pretty hard trainer and uh, never complained about training hard. So I knew that was going to be hard. Yep. But more of the um, such a team sport, team aspect, playing your role, um, and then the different aspects of football as well. Um, doing Pilates, making sure knowing your body and how to work with it. Recovery was a big one. I never used to do recovery. Um, obviously, backing up those sessions gets real hard and you've got to look after your body. So um, a combination of that stuff and then the mental side of the game of how scrutinised it is and that as well. So um, obviously, in the past, I just got told to go and play free football yeah. where you get told to play a bit different. So it took me about a year, year and a half to adapt to fully to that. Yeah. Was it a good feeling when you did? did start to come a bit easier to you that side of it yeah I think um, the change the big change for me was when I went from forward to back line yeah um, how'd that come about um, it was I was due to play forward against I think it was St Kilda and um, Chad Corns went down as a laid out the night before and I got told I was going to go down the back line um, we were swapping between Reece Stanley and Nick Reed what I think me and Phil was and yeah okay was what, which a, year was this was this Earlier? This is my second, second year. year. Yep. And um, 
yeah, poor Phil had to <laughs> try to take care of me, trying to cover two players because yeah. I was a bit of a fish out of water and not sure what I was doing. But um, after that game, I just found it really interesting to learn the concepts of how to play backline, and I really enjoyed the um, the dynamics and the strategic side of yep. um, the backline. And um, ever since then, I've I. I from that game, I watched a lot of tape and trying to improve positioning and how you can get an edge on your forward. And I found that a big th- thrill um, ever since my second year and learning off um, other defenders as well. Yeah, that's interesting because uh, like the intercept marking and all that sort of stuff seems to come so naturally to you. But is it something that you had to like really learn and train, or is there a bit of instinct still involved? Um, I think there's a little bit of instinct from as a forward being Mark yep. first player in that sense, but. Um, the positioning thing, I used to, from when I started playing back line, I used to watch the whole game from behind the goals and watch every step of where I used to run, my running patterns. Yep. And real, that was my, my way of trying to get an edge on, on the forward. So, um, after every game, if I, was, if I was playing ones or twos, I'd watch it from behind the goals and see if I was running the right patterns. And, um, because it's such a small game, football, small margin, Football, if you react slightly quicker than your forward or you're in a slightly better place than someone, um, it can make a big impact on your game individually and as a team. Yeah, okay. How did you go with, in addition to sort of, yeah, figuring out where you fit in and learning all that stuff that you mentioned, um, just going when you were surrounded by so much talent because you came up with kids who'd yeah, been in the system for a long time and come together all the way through and knew a little bit more about what they were in for and were perhaps a little bit more prepared for it. Like, Did you have to try hard not to measure yourself against their progress or compare yourself unfairly to where you were at with that sort of stuff um, um, as opposed to them? Yeah, a little bit. Um, I, was, I never put too much expectation on myself. Um, coming in, I knew it was a bit raw and didn't have the experience like the other blokes and a bit bigger bodies. But, um, yeah, all I, all I could do is try to... Um, train as hard as I can and learn as quick as I could. Um, but yeah, I did struggle a bit in those early years. I wasn't as, um, only having that one year of football, having that momentum, that, that full confidence in belief in myself that I could, um, I could, uh, play elite at that level. So it took me a while to, um, chip away at that and, um, have confidence in myself that I could play at that level. Was it a good thing that you got to do it at the highest level? Cause you, played games early on and obviously had, yeah, different things have happened. You've been in and out of the team at, at different times. But early on, getting thrown into the senior team and, and playing a bunch of games in your first game, did that just speed everything up for you? Um, in terms of makes it worse? Or? Well, just um, although getting chucked in when you're 19 with only one real year in the system, so to speak, and you jump straight in and play a handful of senior games at AFL level, did it just meant that you had to speed everything up and that things that might have taken two years or three years to learn, you were forced to learn them a little bit earlier? Yeah, it was kind of a win-lose situation because you'd go out there and you'd learn so much from your mistakes, but then again, those mistakes could um, hinder your confidence a little bit as well. So um, getting thrown out there, um, you definitely fast-tracked your learning and that, and then after that, the confidence came after that. So... Um, it took me about a year and a half and towards my end of the second year where I started putting some things in place where I started then playing some consistent footy. Jackson Merritt, Ambrose outside of the boot. Haynes about to mob it up. If he gets there, oh, all three players collide. 
Russell, Bontine, Haynes still down. Both are still down. Amazing courage from both players. And when did you start to feel as if um, it was about more than just your footy, I suppose, and your settling in process and when you were part of a team that, yeah, got belted a fair bit in the first couple of years and um, had to start winning some games? When did those things start to cross over and what you were doing became... I guess more focused on what the team was was all about. Yeah, I think um, 2000, so my third and fourth year, um, we started winning a bit more games. Obviously, um, I think we won three games in our first two years or something like that, and um, it was a tough time getting belted every week and coaching staff trying to keep keep us positive because we were such a young group. And um, but yeah, there has to come some point where you stop using youth as an excuse and start um, gelling together and playing some good footy and I think that third year along with myself individually and um, others um, were a bit more mature, a bit stronger, a bit mentally stronger as well and we started winning some games and we started having some fun again and um, I think that's where our style came from in that third year of us playing exciting fast footy and we relished on that and um, confidence as an individual and as a group really rose from that year I think. Yeah. And you've had some time now, haven't you? Like even with the guys down back, do you feel as if um, you've had some years together and it's yeah a more settled kind of group than it has been? Yeah, definitely. We had a major chop and change throughout those um, first few years, especially in that key position role as well where we have, we've had injuries to myself, Phil, um, Tim Moore. Um, so people like um, Sam Frost had to fill that void and... Um, yeah, Adam Thompson shifted from forward to back a bit. So having um, our key pillars at the moment in probably Phil, um, Adam Thompson and Adam Core as our three big tools and um, the the real big improvement from Zach Williams um, over those years to become one of the best halfbackers in the comp and to add Heath Shaw to that mix where his um, experience at Collingwood has shifted over and made a major impact on the whole group and in the back line. So... That core group of players, um, as well as having hopefully Adam Kennedy back soon and Matt Buntine, mm-hmm. um, that core of players that we had from seven years ago, still we've still got those players here now. And um, I think the best thing about our back line is we're so diverse in each individual um, and we all bring something different to the back line and um, we're also different people as well. And um, to be able to gel that all together really, really, really works yeah. well. And you had to go through some hard times. You all had to have goals kicked on you. Yeah. For a couple of years, there, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I think in the end, I think that's helped us become really good one-on-one defenders as a as a backline group, and um, we're exposed there for for first two years having one-on-ones with a lot of space on the ground and trying to fight your own battle. So um, to be able to help each other now as a as a backline group makes life a lot easier. So you're glad you're glad you got thrown down there. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, ever since um, backline, I've enjoyed my footy. Um, more than I ever have and I'm um, still still looking to improve in areas and um, seek out people and um, yeah trying to be the best player I could be yeah well you're still pretty young just, you all are really yeah yeah with um, except for probably Heath still yeah a lot well of he probably doesn't count group. as young <laughs> so um, yeah it's exciting times ahead and um, I'm really looking forward to keep playing with those blokes yeah are you the same person that you were when you came up here do you think Oh, like essentially, or how's it how's it changed you? This experience of moving to Sydney and, and doing what you've done um, to the core, I'm still the same person, but um, on the surface, 
uh, very different. Um, I was a, I was very comfortable. Um, didn't take many risks before I came up here, and obviously football throws you straight in the deep end, and you've got a choice to make whether you um, put yourself out of your comfort zone and um, put yourselves in those situations to get better, or you can try to hide and just try to get through. So um, after those first year, two years, I probably hid more than I tried to excel, and came to a point where I thought. Um, I want to make the most out of this and had to step out of my comfort zone. I'm naturally a quiet person and keep to myself a lot. But if you want to play in a successful team, you have to um, take yourself out of your comfort zone, um, communicate to win. and um, So yeah, you had to force yourself to do that in a way? Yeah, it was. It didn't come naturally to me. So um, obviously when you're playing football as a young kid, you... Um, you just go out there and play football and you think you're doing your role, but when you come to AFL, football club is much more than just um, playing good football. There's, um, you have to help make others better better players and um, you have to do everything team first and make sure team is priority and um, doing that uh, makes you step out of your comfort zone. Yeah, very good. So you're glad you went back to play with Frankston then because that was the first step. If you hadn't done that, yeah, wouldn't well, be. Yeah, there's many steps. Many little There's decisions many little along decisions the way. decisions along the way that I could have um, turned down and I wanted to turn down at the time. And the main reason was um, at the end of my football career, I wanted to have no regrets. And um, that's what always comes back to me. And that's what's led me to where I'm now. Yeah. Excellent. All right. Thank you, Nick. Sweet. This has been a Giants Media production. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes, leave a rating, share it on social media and tell everyone you know about the originals.